Hey, 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 happy Tuesday. Miles just walked in the room. You hear some snorts, some coughs, some gagging. It, it would be my senior dog. Miles, make yourself a home, bud. I'm Lisa Page, and this is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 4th. Thank you so much for listening. Let's dive right in with my special guest, Caitlin. And this whole topic came up a few months ago in the middle of quarantine. You suggested that I do a podcast all about, you know, women breadwinners, mommy moneymakers. Nobody ever talks about that. I haven't heard any podcasts that are talking about it. Let's let this podcast be the one. So without further ado, here's my friend, Caitlin. She is a a corporate tax manager, which sounds very complicated. Sounds very boring. I'm so not cool, folks. No, you are cool, though. (laughs) A little background on Caitlin. So her and I met at Orange Theory. I feel like I've met all my good friends from Orange Theory. But years ago, years ago, when we were at the Colleyville location, Colleyville, Texas, and uh, so we hung out there, and then we saw each other a couple times out, and then she came over to our South Lake location a few times, but overall, like we've kind of kept in touch through social media and everything, and then quarantine hit. And I hadn't seen you. This is the first time I've seen you in months, probably since way before quarantine. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So nice to see you. So nice to see you too, (laughs) Caitlin. You're like all dressed up and so cute. Like you're here professionally and I'm like joggers. (laughs) But I love that you think this is a professional setting. Yes, it totally is. So professional. Let's talk about what you do, how you got into it. What does your husband think of it? What does your husband do? Okay. You have one son. Yes. Who's the cutest thing ever. He's out. He's actually in my family room right now watching TV. <laughs> he loves it here. He's adorable. Uh, and so they're just hanging out. And so, Caitlin, you take it away. Oh, friend. my gosh. Well, I'm on LP scene, mm-hmm, folks. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Not going to lie. Here we go. Um, yeah. So I don't live a fancy, cool, fun life like podcasters. <laughs> but I do. I'm a corporate mom. Like I have a huge big time corporate job and um, I am the moneymaker in the house. And I feel bad because I don't think anybody ever talks about it. Like women aren't supposed to talk about it. And so it just kind of happened. It wasn't like um, I went to college. I got a degree in accounting. Um, I went to PwC. I worked um, at PricewaterhouseCoopers for a few years, and I was just a career-driven female. You right. know, like yeah. it wasn't in my plan to get married, af- married after college, and have kids. Like I literally never thought I'd have kids. Like it's crazy. I know, like it wasn't in my DNA almost um, until the, the night I went to the rodeo and met my husband. <laughs> Or in Texas, folks. Exactly, exactly. Um, And so I sat next to my husband at a rodeo, and I just—it was literally love at first sight. It sounds so cliche. I love it, but yes. Um, and he is just like the cutest, tallest cowboy. You went to the rodeo with your friends? With my mom. I love it. Okay, also, guys, Caitlin went to the Sheer concert with her mom last year. Her mom, your mom lives in Boston. Yep. See, when we were on the treadmills and we were going back to our our walk, Caitlin and I would talk about all the stuff. So, but you originally grew up in Boston. Boston. Yep. And then you moved to Texas when? 17 years ago. Okay. Oh, three. Gotcha. You came down here for school? And nope. I came down here for a career. You, oh. Yeah. Now, was it because you interviewed for a job and it was down here or were you like, oh, I'll just try going to Texas? I had like this lifelong dream to move to Dallas, Texas, like not Houston, not San Antonio. Like I think the show Dallas like made me when we were growing up, like that's soap opera, JR, everything made me just want to live here. And so one of my 
good friends from high school. Her name's Caitlin too. And she's like, you're the one girl that in high school said you wanted to do something and went and did it. And that was moved to Texas. That's awesome. Thanks. I um, interviewed for a job. So I had a job here out of college and I knew the cost of living was amazing. It still is. Yep. Knock on wood. (laughs) And so, um, so I packed up my bags and I moved here by myself um, with, it was awesome. And I was like, I can always move home. And 17 years later, I'm still here and have a family. So there is something about living in Texas. It really is. It's pretty awesome. I don't want to go off the topic or anything, but Stu surprised me. This was like 12 years ago. We were celebrating our 10-year date, first date anniversary. (laughs) And I remember as soon as we got into our rental car, when we got to the airport, I turned on 106.1 Kiss FM and it was my voice because I had done all this voice work for Billy Bush at the time. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, this is fate. I'm supposed to live in Dallas. <laughs> and so that whole weekend we were down in Turtle Creek. We just so had pretty. the best time. And I remember saying to Stu, like, this has got to be in our plan. We need to move to Texas. I loved it from the second we got off the plane until we got back on. I just knew eventually. And then a couple years later, Glenn was like, well, I want to move to Texas. And I was like, twist my arm. I will never move back up north again. I will it never, will never happen. Ever. Like, never. There's no way. No. We've thought about it and I cried my eyes out. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. And like your family's up there. My yeah. family's up there. Yeah. I will visit. That's fine. But no, I'm for like, I got a damn longhorn tattooed on my arm. Like people think I, I grew up here and I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> transplant. But it looks like I I did. Once you have a baby here, uh-huh. you can say you're a Texan. So. And, and my, one of my kids was born in <laughs> Texas, so that counts, right? Totally, totally. Okay, so you come to Texas, yes. and you go to the rodeo with your mom, because I love that you hang out with your mom. <laughs> I do. And He's my bestie. Where's your mom? You meet him. What's your husband's name? Heath. That is a Texan <laughs> name. And he's a hunter, people. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. a hunter. He's a fisher. You meet Heath. I meet Heath. And I literally, I looked at him and said, he's going to be my husband. No. Yes. It was like, I'm, it's so, it's so, it's so ridiculous. I have a whole, that could be a whole other podcast someday. If you're, we'll do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the scenes of Caitlin. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the love life of Caitlin. Yes, exactly. Be, it's so interesting. Um, and so we met and he's super cute. I knew I was going to marry him. Um, he's four years younger than me and he was work, working at O'Reilly Auto Parts at the time. And I had like dated super wealthy men I had dated average men that were in my same income bracket and like none of it like it didn't matter like once I met him it was like game over I'm his he's mine like we never even questioned it so like there was no fighting that you know so I thought it was pretty easy you know um so we got married and um had Cole who's amazing and And Cole is 11 yeah 12 he's 12 (laughs) if anybody needs a koi pond built in the Dallas Fort Worth area contact Caitlin contact me and I'll get you in touch with Caitlin and I'm not even kidding you (laughs) this kid is insane (laughs) he's very convincing he is yes I want to say through the years you know my my so my husband had like an hourly job and now he works at Bobcat of Dallas and he has worked himself up the ranks to the to a manager as well and he is so strong and secure in himself. I'm able to be the moneymaker. And we had to have a conversation over whose job comes first mm-hmm. when like the kid gets sick and who's going to leave. And, you know, and we know like my job is more important. My job has to have the health care benefits. Yes. My job, you know, pays the bills, that kind of thing. His job does. Like, I don't yes. want to take any credit away of from course. him, you know. And, and so it just takes a really strong man 
to marry a successful corporate ambitious woman, you know? And so that was really one of the things that was a good quality about him. Well, also too, when you met him, you were already in that sort of career driven mindset and he knew that going in. Right. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with it too, because first of all, I couldn't imagine dating in this day and age. Oh my God. No, I would be single yeah. And never ready to mingle. If this doesn't work out, we're like, like yeah, I'm done. Forget about it. Yeah. Single for the rest of my life. But in this day and age, I feel like a lot of guys would have a problem. Not all guys. No. But I think some guys that would feel like it's inferior. E- true. Yeah. Inferior. Maybe even a little embarrassed. But with your situation, you've always worked. Always worked. Always so worked. when Cole gets sick, your husband stays home. Right. Right. And even when he was younger, I remember having to like, drop him off at daycare and fly. I was flying a ton at PwC. Mm. Like I was flying all over the country. My first, my first trip away was to Manhattan and he was four months old. And so like, it was just, it was, it pulled at my heartstrings, especially when he was younger, but I knew like it was the best thing for our family. And I was providing the health insurance and, you know, we had our 401k set and I was at good companies that had good vacation plans, you know, those kind of things. So um, it was harder when he was younger. Um, and then now it's kind of interesting, too, because it's like I'm not there at the PTA meetings. I'm not that super awesome mom. And, and I love women are amazing out there. Women, we come in all shapes, forms, sizes, mm-hmm. occupations like this. is Like I could never imagine being a stay at home mom. Like it just was not in my DNA. Mm-hmm. Like I just couldn't do it. And I sometimes feel like does that make me less of a woman? Because all these other fr- all my other friends are like, oh, I stayed at home with my kids and I just loved it. And, and that's, I'm so happy for them. And that was their path. And to accept my path and know where I was good at and what I was doing took a while to get comfortable in that skin, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Because before you have coal, that's not even an issue. You don't think about it. Right. Getting to school by 745 is not an issue. Although I think the exception is this year. Uh, the kids are going to have no parties. There's going to be no gatherings. My kids aren't even doing chapel on Thursdays anymore. Zach couldn't be more excited about not wearing loafers in a belt. So this year, I think with the exception, there's not going to be all that. But and so you have to obviously come to terms with like, okay, I'm not going to be that mom that's going to be able to do, be the room mom. I'm not right. going to be that mom that can go out to Michael's and get all the decor for their Christmas party. Exactly. But now does your not husband me. do that? No, no. He won't do it either. No, he won't do it either. Okay. I will tell you this. I'm very proud of this. Um, when he was in kindergarten, um, this was right after Sandy Hook and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a, just a year behind that. Um, they were going to have his elementary school be a polling place. And I was, and this was like when they just made regulations that we couldn't go in the building during pickup and drop off. So no parents were allowed in the building and you had to have your um, ID card scanned against the sex offender database and all this other stuff, right? Well, you can't do that on polling day because it would be voter intimidation. Right. And so I got on my power suit and I wrote up a dissertation (laughs) Shut up. This is business Caitlin 2.0 now. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And I marched right up to the school board and I told them like, it is not safe to have the public in here. Mm -mm. You know, not anymore. Not in today's day and age. You get things like Sandy Hook. Parents aren't even allowed in. And Um, you're a gun-free zone. Yes. So. Exactly. Yep. And so what happened? So that was the last year they were a polling place. Caitlin for president. <laughs> you know, Biden's supposed to announce his VP. <laughs> well, if we want you to be president, then yes, be, please go as his VP. Yes, yes. Because he's not yes. going to last through his term. No, he's not. Um, but 
That's crazy. So like, yeah, so I feel like I contribute like in those kind of ways. Like I found my own way to like navigate contributing to these young kids. But like, I love those stay at home moms that are the room moms that tell me what's going on at school, like that have their, you know, they're in the know of who's who and who's good and who's not good. And, you know, but I'm like, that's not me. And a part of me felt guilty for so long. And then I realized like I contribute in different ways. And that's what I think we all got to, as women, you know, understand, like you're still valuable, even if you're not there at drop off every day. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, plus two, you have friends and Cole has friends and I'm sure you have good, good friends uh, that you know if something were to happen and you couldn't get to Cole on time, obviously we have emergency contacts for a reason. Yeah. So you know that your friends are loving on him and he yeah. understands this is all he knows. Yes. Is that you work, work. and dad works, but <laughs> yeah. like my mom works a lot. Right, right. So like my, you're right. So my husband works like more scheduled hours. Like he can't work from home. And I have to, you know, sometimes work till eight, 10 o'clock at night. Like, and Cole knows it. He hates it when I don't come home by bedtime, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like there's some weekends that I have to work. My boss was on maternity leave last summer and I worked so much, but like my job is a priority in our household and, and that's yeah. why it works. You know, like it's not something we like necessarily tote around my son or even really talk about. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah. I did. I, people that are listening, I had no idea that this was even the role Caitlin had. I knew you worked, but we didn't talk about it. And then when she, when Caitlin brought this subject up, I was like, yes, that's actually such a great topic because one, I think this is so powerful for the woman who really does want to go back to work because let me tell you, there I'm sure there are lots of moms listening right now that want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. They want to go back to work and there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. And hopefully your husband or your partner is understanding of that, that you really need that part of your life back. Right. And then there are some moms, like there's one mom that I know, and she is just cut out to be, like all she wanted to be. It's my Bible friend, Lindsay, yeah, actually. Yes. Bible friend, Lindsay. Lindsay always knew from a young age that she wanted to be a mommy. She's such an, a fantastic one. And she is the one that keeps all the kids scheduled. They got three boys. Her husband is a builder, owns a big building company, his family built. So she knew getting into it, she met and married her high school. It's like one Aww. of those stories, you know, like I met when I was 14 and we got <laughs> married and that's their life. But she loves, she loves every second of being a stay at home mom. And, and she's got three boys and we love her for that. We need her. Because we need moms like that. I can't be there all the time. Right. And she's the mom, Caitlin, that would pick up coal. Yes. Yes. I think that's awesome that there's a great understanding. And I think it's key, too, that you guys met before you had kids. Do you ever feel enormous amounts of pressure? God forbid you lose your job. What's going through your mind? Anxiety through the roof. Like health and my parents have always like instilled in me like health insurance, health insurance, health insurance. So like, you know, I mean, I take care of all the health insurance. I file our tax returns. I make sure we have like I pay all the bills just because like I'm a numbers person, too. You oh, know? you and like, Stu need to talk because that's Stu. I'm like, what? What? What's what, what's a 401k? And what are we doing with that? I'm not surprised because you're actually, super smart. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You are. <laughs> we also have to do another podcast on death because you did great on your podcast. But there's also a huge financial aspect to oh, death. I don't even want to that, think about that. I know. Financially for like if the person dies. Yes. And like setting up wills oh. for your kids and trust and making sure your beneficiaries are listed. Like there's a whole other financial aspect. To not that. to mention, like, we should do that because yeah. not to mention all of our parents are getting older and obviously I'm older now. And these are things that you just didn't, I didn't think about this stuff 10 years ago. No, I'm always thinking about my mom because she's 70 and although she acts like she's 17. <laughs> um, but I always think about my mom because she's in this, the house that we grew up in. 
It's so big for her. There's so many problems with the house. Like there's so many things that need to get fixed. And I've been telling her for years, downsize. We have all been out of the house for 20 years, downsize. What happens to that house? I'm the oldest child, but I don't live in Connecticut. My sister does, which is why I was very pro like, go, Lindsay, go, go to Connecticut. You can help mom. But like, I think about that all the time. If something happens to my mom, what happens to the house? Does that mean now like we're responsible for getting the house sold, cleaning all that crap out? I don't even want to think about that stuff. No, yeah. It depends if she has a will or not. I think she does have a will. Okay. That's good. I mean, I should probably check with her, Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a it's lot. Twofold. It's like, it's our parent, like getting right. our parents educated on finances when they die and also ourselves. You're still doing the nine to five, but now you're working from home a little bit more. Right. Right. Or so most like, of the time for yeah. now. So I wish I worked nine to five. Definitely work 45, 50 hours a week on good weeks you know I mean like it's so there's working moms out there and bless your heart keep it going you're contributing you got you know part-time jobs or even 40 hours a week jobs those are great this is like corporate mom status like yeah you know like it's really like an intense job that I have and battling that and the guilt of not being a mom and wife all the time and being that breadwinner you Mm -hmm. know is is hard to juggle and I finally had to come to grips and like Honestly, your your page and your your contributors and, and the stuff that you do helps me. Like I'm wearing the mascara you recommended because I, I don't love have it. time to I go to Sephora you. and get all go try out all the mascara. And um and also I've realized in these like past few months years I want to say is like go and spend a little extra money on things that make you feel better, make your life easier. So I know one of the hot topics on your page is the Dyson Airwave curler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have not bought that yet. I should have brought mine over. Do you love it? <laughs> I love it. But here's the thing, Lisa, you are gifted. You have the ability to do amazing things with your hair with really simple tools. That's Lisa's gift, and I love You're it. Funny. I love watching it. I don't have that gift. Right. Okay, and I don't have that time. Mm-hmm. I don't have the time to look at products. The Dyson Air Pro Curler makes me look like I got a professional blowout in 20 minutes in the morning. Is it really that confusing to, to use or what? No, it took a little It took, it a, took little a little practice. Yeah. It, there's arrows on it, and if you hold it up to the mirror, it will tell you which way it's going to blow with the arrows. And so it took me a little You need to bring that over. I'll bring it over. <laughs> and next time you come over, I'll make sure my hair is wet. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> So, so like to me, it's like I spent a little money, extra money on that to get the conveniences so that I look professional when I walk out the door. Right. You know, like right. my clothes are a lot from eShockey, which they custom make all your clothes to your me- your measurements and stuff because I don't have time to go try on things that don't fit me, you know, <laughs> or yeah. find things that cover the girls up and, you yeah. know, make sure nobody can see any, you know, very conservative stuff that you got to wear at work. Like that's the other thing I have a huge problem with finding is like conservative things to wear at work. Right. Obviously, to me, like, I don't think twice about going to the store or Whole Foods or just kind of bopping around when the kids are at school or whatever. Like, the stuff I do throughout the day is not stuff you can do on a regular basis. No, like, you no. can't just gallivant. Like, you got to stop at CVS, but you have an extra 20 minutes. So you're going to go check out all the crazy, <laughs> you know, uh, makeup, the like drugstore makeup brands and, like, what you saw on YouTube. And let's just buy this Milani uh, eyeshadow palette for the hell of it. Exactly. You don't have any of that time. None. none. That's what is, It's hilarious. Like, watching you on Instagram is, like, what gets me through my day while I'm sitting at my typewriter like oh this is great I'm crunching numbers Lisa and Brittany are at Starbucks (laughs) 
but it really does. It helps me get through I my days it. of typing and crunching numbers. So does your husband, does he get like the dinner and stuff ready? Does he pack Cole's lunch? Or are you doing all that the oh, night before, before you go to bed after working a thousand hours? Right. So it's been an ebb and flow. What's the one piece of advice you would give the woman who's listening now that's considering going back to work or... You know, starting a new career. What's the advice for her? You have to delegate. You have to delegate in your house like you do at work. You right. know, like you, I have finally come to the grips like I'm not emptying my dishwasher anymore. Like my husband and son are totally capable of doing it, but I'm going to phone my own laundry because I like it done a certain way. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And getting back to the dishwasher, it's like they're probably home more often than you. Yeah. So in theory, like they should. Right, right. <laughs> and so, and like that was, I remember early on, um, my husband and I kind of had a conversation when he worked closer to home and stuff. I was like, I basically was like, with our finances, I'm contributing more. So I really need a little bit more help around the house from you, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I need the trash taken out. I need the lawn to be cut. I need this, you know, that kind of thing. So contribute in different ways. And it ebbs and flows. It's not ever going to be even in a marriage. No, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and now I'm home more often with COVID. I thank the Lord. And, um, and another so, silver lining of COVID. It is. It yeah. is. And so, and he has to go to work. And then that's like scary for me because I'm like, he had to actually travel in June and fly. And I'm like, oh gosh, what if he comes home and brings it to me? And then I die. And then, and then what happened? <laughs> but we got a good 401k. Exactly. So. <laughs> and the will's done. The so will that's good done. too. And I have life insurance. <laughs> you do not, if anybody sees a GoFundMe for me, do not fund it because <laughs> I have life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on GoFundMe. <laughs> oh, I, you got to be careful with those. Oh, no, right? Oh, my gosh. That's a really, really good piece of advice. Yeah. And I do think that in every marriage, we all experience peaks and plateaus. No one's marriage is perfect. But you definitely play Stu's role in the marriage. Like, he takes care of all the bills and the finances, but I take care of the kids, all of their after-school activities, all the things that need to get done around the house, appointments, all the grocery shopping, laundry, the dog's vet appointments. Yada, yada. And that's always how it's been. We hardly even eat dinner as a family because his hours are so crazy and the kids and I eat earlier than he does. You know, I think that's been like, like that just brought me a lot of peace because I, it really bothered me. We don't eat as a family. We don't. Never, yeah. never. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, it really is. And we all eat different things. I'm, I'm cooking three different meals a night. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it's just interesting like because I don't eat a lot of the meat that my husband does because he'll cook up deer and all the yeah, the stuff he hunts yeah 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 and I'm like yeah I'm all, I'm all set you're like be, be on the burger please thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um and then my son will is more picky than me and so we're all cooking different meals we sometimes and you know what I think that is true we got to come to peace with the we're not gonna have yeah meal time like we did growing up you know but we have uh, like we're always in the car together right it is really funny I did delegate the well visits, the doctor well visits. To, to Heath? <laughs> to Heath, yes. Because sick visits are way too important for me to miss. Totally. You know? Yes. But I was like, you're doing all well checkups. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can handle those. And, and they're both boys, you know, so it works right. out well. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be going in with Cole now. He's no. 12. No, exactly. No, 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 no. 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 And so I did delegate that, but like the sick visits, I need to know, no, 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 he's allergic to this. He did this. You know, that's the kind of information I have. And, and God bless my husband. He tries. There is something to say about the women that stay home all the time and love it. And you know what? Not everybody does love it. I know you're very lucky (laughs) and you know that you're blessed that you have a job that you can go to, but there are definitely times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like there will not stop fighting and I've got to do X, Y, and Z and... 
why are you guys killing each other and just have at it because I'm sick of yelling at you. It's a lot. It's a lot. They push you to your limits. Piper, leave. (laughs) This is literally the story every time. Piper, get your paw off of Caitlin. Stop it. How was it during quarantine when Cole had to do work from home? I mean, he's older, so he could probably handle it, right? Right, right. I think what was important to me is because of my career and not being there so often for him growing up, this has been an awesome time for me. Yes. Like I get a lot of time back that I didn't get you know, earlier in life with him. And I made a very conscious decision. Now I have a really flexible job. I don't have to punch a clock. Like I told my boss, I'll log back in after this appointment today. (laughs) Um, But listen, but you put your time in for that. Right, right. That's totally how this is happening. It's because you put all the hours in. You're a hard-ass worker. Mm -hmm. So now you are able to kind of like reap the benefits of your hard work from earlier on. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And so- And this is an important appointment, by the way. (laughs) Very important. It's very important. Yes. I, I, I put a hair You dress for the part and, yeah. Yeah, and your hair looks really good. Thanks. And so I said with the homeschooling and stuff too in my job, I am going to stop whatever it is when my son needs help and help him. Because if I don't and I start yelling and screaming, you know, then it's going to, he's not, he's going to stop coming to me. So this is a huge opportunity for me to spill some knowledge into him. And he actually entered our data into our tax return for our federal tax return. Stop it! Yeah, I was like, here's our W-2. Put line one in here. And so like, I'm teaching him. Caitlin, that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, it was hilarious. And I gave him, you know, the next W-2. Yes! And he entered it in and in TurboTax and I looked it all over. And so like he's learned a lot of different things. From you being home. Yes, yes. And I've stopped and I've taken that time. Now he does get mad when it's nine o'clock at night and I'm still working. But I kind of just look at him and I say, you know, this is what pays our bills. This Mm -hmm. is why we have the things that we do. This is why we go on the trips we do. Exactly. You know, and I would have to say, like, I genuinely love going on vacation with my son. Mm -hmm. Like him and I will go to the Bahamas. We'll go back up to Boston and Cape Cod and stuff. And it's just amazing. And I love that quality, quality time with Mm -hmm. him. And that's what I've been trying to cherish this COVID time with him Mm -hmm. as well. Like we're best friends. We're like sidekicks now. Like we get into trouble together. (laughs) I mean, that's especially being a boy mom. Yeah. And it is true what they say for the most part. Boys love their moms. Like (laughs) every time I like mess up with something or whatever, Zach's always like, it's okay, mommy. You did okay. Like the total epic fail with a joke I tried with them the other day with the lemons. It was awful. And I'm like, oh, but if I like really come down on myself, Zach's right there. Like, no, mommy, you tried. It was so good. You tried. And that's so important. Your kid is 12. And like a lot of 12 year olds, all they want to do is just game all day and they don't want anything to do with their mom. The fact that like Cole wants to go on vacation with you says a lot. I mean, obviously you're doing something right. Well, we also like I golf. So I love golfing. And so we went to the driving range the other day for lunch break. You know, so like I try and do active stuff with him when we're not, you know, <laughs> sitting in the house. Yeah. You know, but I do put up boundaries. I say, I have a call. Yeah. You know, I'm going to need this. Like, and, and so you just have to, you know, I'm trying to make the, bo- the most of it. You know, it is stressful. I'm trying to do a little bit more around the house because I'm home. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I, I'm doing my husband's laundry, which I refuse to do for a long time. Well, COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm home. I can throw in his laundry. Right, 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 you know? right, 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 right. But right. I still won't empty the dishwasher. <laughs> That's <laughs> or, the worst job. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, I don't even care loading it. I hate unloading it. Yes. It's like laundry. I don't mind throwing it all in there. I don't want to hold it. Exactly. Yes. There's something satisfying, I think, about putting in the dirty dishes. Yeah. Yeah. But once it's clean, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'll let it pile up. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you got to divvy up the silverware. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I'm type A. So, like, Stu will try and put all the dishes away. And 
he'll do a, a fairly good job. There's a couple of things he'll get wrong. He'll put the wrong thing, you know, the wrong spoons in my big just spatula <laughs> drawer. I have a spatula drawer. You're right. like, that's not where. But for the most part, he tries. What is it like for Heath to have you home now? Because now he's still going to work. Yeah, it's hilarious. He like because this is not like, what he knew before no, COVID. No, and it's always I'm like you're leaving me now in the morning. <laughs> like, and he's like, you guys make it sound like I abandoned you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that is just so cool. I mean, you're already so close with Cole, and the fact that you guys are kind of like, you know, together throughout the day. Yeah. And again, he's at an age now where he totally understands what you do, yeah. and he respects that. Yeah, and and I can give him like I got little um like uh cook boxes of like brownies and stuff and I said go figure out how to cook this like I'm not helping you <laughs> but you're home so if he sets fire yeah. to the kitchen you're home exactly right. yeah he did because I think he put something wrong in the microwave and I had you to run it. I could smell it yeah <laughs> but you know what he'll never do that again right so you we're learn. good you we live le- and you learn exactly so we're teaching him life skills during COVID you've had to get, I've had to get creative and I did swear at him one day mm-hmm. and I said it was during school work and I was like you're gonna Beeping, write in complete sentences. I know. (laughs) He was not writing in complete sentences. And so he drove me to that point where I just lost my stuff, you know, but I think it was like day 32. So my boss who has young kids was like, I'm impressed, Caitlin. You've you've held out. So you've held out longer than most of us. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, like, I think you got to have a positive mindset about it. Like embrace this time. This is time that I never had with him before. And, and really, you know, enjoy, engage in their learning and help them because, they don't get that one-on-one time with teachers in classrooms. Mm-mm. Bless their heart. The teachers are doing the best they can. Yeah. Like, you're amazing. We give you too many students. We don't pay you enough. A hundred percent. You know, but like at home when it's him and I, I can break things down for him and I can help him learn it and I can see where he's taking shortcuts. He was on anxiety medicine going to school and he got himself off of it not going to school. So we're like the total opposite of everybody else out there. Yeah. He's doing really well. Well, and you've chosen to homeschool this time, yes. which is smart because you don't know. You guys are in public, but you don't know where this is going to go. Right. No one does. Right. And that's what I think is important, like respecting everybody's decision. Everybody mm-hmm. has different scenarios mm-hmm. and you got to do what's best for you. You're the only one looking out for you and your family. It's true. You know, especially nowadays because too yeah. much shaming going on. Oh, I know. Too many, too many fingers getting pointed. Too many judgy Judys out there. Too many people just assuming your situation. COVID has really turned a lot of people into really horrible people. Like, why does everybody have to argue on Facebook or Instagram? Like, stop the arguing. Like, just go somewhere else. I have literally snoozed half of my feed. And I'm sure half of them have snoozed me. (laughs) I don't get political on my personal page ever. I always say, listen, if you don't agree with me, like, please, you're not going to convince me otherwise. And I'm not going to convince you. So just friends. But let's still be friends or just keep scrolling. You don't need to comment. There's so many people that I know that I could easily, if I wanted to start something, but I don't because I choose to just keep it chill. I don't want to get in a fight with you. I don't want to argue with you. We have different opinions and that's fine. I'm totally okay okay with that. Totally okay with it. I think we do need a whole tolerance lesson too, because I think people are just intolerant when somebody doesn't think the same way you do. And I think it's very important to like engage in these different types of conversations. And like, I love that Lisa is like, I'm going all around the town (laughs) with my (laughs) mesh mask on. I don't care. (laughs) Exactly. Like, that's awesome. I wish I could be like her. I'm not there yet. And she respects my opinion. Of course. And I, but I don't need to comment on everything she's doing. Oh. You know, you don't want to give me the stats of COVID numbers, Caitlin, because no, no. you don't want to give me the stats. I'm all good. 
But yeah, I love your boldness. I am jealous of your boldness, but I am not there yet, you know, and that's okay. You're all at different speeds. Costco is one of the first companies that strongly enforced the mask. They were the first, and I think it was across the country. Right. You're not coming in here to get your 32 cans of Coke without a freaking mask. (laughs) Going to Costco with my kids is my thing because, well, when they were little, they fit perfectly in the double-seated carts. Now they don't. This is going to sound so weird. I don't like going to Costco without my kids because that's like the place I always took them when they were home in preschool and we did it together and they got the samples and we knew all the people. So I really haven't gone, not because I don't want to wear a mask. I just haven't even thought about it because I'm like, I don't want to go because I don't want to go out with my kids, but I don't want my kids to have to wear the mask even though they're under 10. But some stores still want your kids wearing the masks. Which my kids don't care, honestly. Like, they got the gators. They don't really care. Oh, that's good. It's crazy. What's going to happen when you go back to work? So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, I think so in, in the corporate world, especially like the corporate function. So, I work for a company that manufactures um, solutions. I, I contact solutions and I contact lenses and they... Uh, they make the lasers that do cataract surgeries and stuff, but I just do taxes. <laughs> You're like, I'm just the tax manager, guys. Uh, yeah, that's it. I don't do anything cool like save people's vision. <laughs> but that would be cool. It would be awesome. Yeah. I love that my company does that. Yeah. And so um, so folks are on campus manufacturing every day, um, and they've actually only had a few cases of COVID, which is great, but all the corporate functions have been sent home. And so they're going to do a phased-in approach, and it's completely voluntary. Okay. And um, I went into the office on Friday for the first time, and there's over 3,000 people at our campus. And it was a hustle and bustle. We have a Starbucks. We have, like, a gorgeous cafe that's out of, like, a Chip and Joanna magazine. Uh, like, it's so nice. And I was on the verge of tears. Because did like, you miss it? Yeah. And yeah. I and it was so sad because there was no life there. Yes. Like, I and, – and anybody that knows me knows I'm a complete people person. I love people. I love making a connection with people. And I get my energy from people. And to not have that there was, like, really heavy on my heart. And so it's, like, almost really personal. I almost would rather stay home in my little bubble. Yeah. Because it's sad when I go to places and don't see anybody. Like, the Rangers Stadium, we walked around there. And it was so sad. It's so beautiful out there. And there's nobody out there enjoying Texas Live. And, oh, it's just – so it really pulls at my heart. Yeah. And so – and then I got – into my desk and was sitting there and I was like, oh, this is nice. I can get a lot done here. (laughs) Nice and quiet. Yeah. So I don't, I, my boss, um, it has three young kids. She said she's probably not going to come back full time in the office anyways. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking it will probably be some kind of hybrid. Yeah. But I, it's too risky for me to go back. At first I was like, oh, I'll get COVID. No big deal. But now that we don't know how it responds to everybody, I'm like, I can't as the breadwinner, as the sole, absolutely, yes, as the provider, as like, you know, all of that, I am afraid to get it for my own family. Like, you know, I don't want to be that person. So, um, so I will stay home. Like, so they haven't opened up our campus yet. And um, I'll keep going to campus until they open it up. And then I probably will hang back. But that's amazing that you have a a job, a company that's letting you choose. My company's been awesome. And if you can work from home, honestly, like every company should just allow their employees to decide. If you can do your job from home with no problem and maybe occasionally go into the office. Right. Do it. 
Right. That's amazing. Yeah. At the Blaze with Stu. Normally before COVID, me and the kids would pop over there like after school one afternoon and it's just all the writers in the Blaze are in this like big fish tank. It's cool. It's all like glass. Aww. They're all at their cubicles, but you can see like Glenn designed it where like you could see in. I could not last one second in that environment because I would never get my work done. Oh, I would yeah. see like, Caitlin's in the hall. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, you see everybody coming in and out. Right. I would never be able to focus <laughs> and get my job done. But it would be packed. And, you know, Glenn would tape live shows once Aww. a week. And you'd have the listeners coming in. And now it is, like, it's Stu, the two camera guys, Pat, only the people that are doing Glenn's still doing the show from his house. Oh, wow. And it's dead. And they're in a huge, huge building. I'll take you by it one day. I saw it when you went last week. It's huge. It was so empty. Like, you know. Empty. It, yeah. Because when you were live in yeah. the studio, I was like, there's like nobody there. It's so <laughs> quiet. Yeah. And it's a TV set. So it's even quieter than quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. But I felt the same way you felt when you went back yeah. to work. When back in, it was it May or April, the kids and I went to town square and we just walked around. I don't even know why I did that because I literally brought the, suffer the suffering on myself. <laughs> I'm like, guys, let's just go to town square. Let's just walk around. And I felt the same way, like a pit in my stomach. I was looking in all the stores. Nobody was nobody, at the square. Nobody. Every store was closed. You can look in the windows. All the displays were up. It was as if just one, literally exactly, it's exactly what happened. People just one day closed the yeah, shop. Yeah. And it was depressing. And I'm like, I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, like... Are they going to be doing like all the activities and the festivals and the Christmas stuff and Grape Fest, which is huge here in Grapevine. Right. Canceled. I mean, all of that stuff. All of it. All of it. It's it's it's, necessary. it's surreal. It's surreal. I know. Yeah. It's there's all these emotions. Mm -hmm. And and I think that it's, it's hard for anybody. And I'm very fortunate to be at the, our company. Um, I think your company speaks volumes during times like totally. This. Yes. And so um so I think like I'm fortunate and I know that there aren't a lot of people out there that are fortunate and have to make tough choices. And that like breaks my heart. And I feel like our schools and our businesses need to like collaborate on some way to do this learning thing differently. Like our campus is huge and it's setting empty. So can we put the school kids there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, something like totally, you know, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. We gotta do better than rotating or keep online going forever, you know? <laughs> and I know that a lot of parents, a lot of single parents are struggling with the fact that now they've got this responsibility to keep their kids in line and have them be virtually taught, but also like, I have a job. What am I going to do? How can I stay here with my kid and also do my job effectively? And what's interesting is, yes, can we work from home? You know, we have proven that month and month over and over again, but now the pressure is we have to also be efficient and successful and exceed expectations and still drive process improvements and still make innovations and decisions. And, and so you do lose that collaboration of like what projects are going on when you're in the hallway and hearing those things. And, and so that has been like the hardest thing for us to replace at work is that hallway talk of yes. like, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? And like always being a bridge to things that are going on because, you know, taxes involved in everything, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the tax job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that too, when you're actually at your workplace and you're seeing coworkers, some of the best ideas can come from just you know, passing one another in the hallway. I work what we call industry, the big black industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so we own our campus. So like we're going back at some point. Yeah. But these these places that rent buildings, like 
And I almost kind of wonder if it would be like a renaissance of going backwards, like putting more grass in places and like, you know, like let's put back in the earth what we've already taken from it, uh-huh. you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like I'm really not earthy crunchy, but I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of cement in Dallas. A hundred percent. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if like we're not going to do this with the buildings, I know. why don't we, you know, just go back to like. And especially everything is moving north here, west, south, you know, like close it down, Dallas. Like, you know, like maybe cities are going to be a thing of the past. Oh, Stu is convinced that after this, everyone's moving out of the cities. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. They're expensive. They're expensive. There's the crime rate is ridiculous now. Yep. You can get assaulted no matter in the middle of the day. My gosh. I scroll too much on Twitter. (laughs) Very, but I know what you're saying. It's definitely one of those things. It's scary to think of what's going to happen once we get a vaccine. I mean, is that even going to happen? We literally don't know. Yeah. You know, and that's what I listened to some doctor and I'm not, I'm not, this is just doctor. This is not a political plug (laughs) at all. This is just some really good doctor that um, some average Joe was like, so when are we going to see a vaccine? And he goes, probably not in our lifetime. He's like, we don't have a flu vaccine. Like this is around to stay. And and that kind of helped me get my mindset a little bit better. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is not going away. Like, no. you know, this is not gonna, he's like, it takes a lot to learn about viruses. They change, they mutate, you know, like it's, it's going to be a long time. Yeah. And so it's, you know, moving forward, like, okay, this is it. This is what we're going to have to do now. Yeah. How do I navigate going forward? This is the know? new normal. This is, this is it. This is normal. Like this is normal. And it stinks. Cause I'm like, I, I know school's really important about getting back, but I really want to go to concerts. <laughs> I know. I mean, we're de- all the big concert. Well, first of all, yeah, we're no one's doing a concert until no. next year. It's just not happening. Not happening. The very last concert coincidentally that I went to right before everything shut down was Lauren Daigle <gasps> on March 4th. Oh yes. That's so crazy. Miranda Lambert. Uh, really was it yes for you? yes where was she February she was in Dallas in February yeah yeah and it like so like those are things that I miss out on and you know lots lots of kids we're just gonna have to rethink things and I think being flexible and agile right now mm-hmm. is really really important and you know I think it's just moving forward and um you know remembering it's kind of funny I didn't think the good old days would happen so quickly oh shoot I know <laughs> really like if we could just rewind back to February where we could go into Central Market without a mask because- or I don't know just see people smile talk to people like no one shaking hands anymore which I'm fine with I'm cool with like an elbow tap oh, good. with my friends I'm like a hugger and I'm still hugging my friends we're yeah. still doing that but yeah. You cannot read people's temperaments nowadays. You don't know how anybody's going to react. And that's why I was saying the other day on Instagram, I am so intentional now when I'm out and about to say hi, recognize the people that are working at the registers or cleaning up something or taking the carts in the parking lot. I just ask them how their days are going. And you can tell I they're so appreciative that I took the time to ask them. People really do react to your good vibes and your good energy. They do. So I was totally rocking it out to my prerogative in Walmart on Saturday morning with my mask on. I love it. <laughs> yes, it was so awesome. Were, did, were your earbuds and, in? Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I was just dancing, just yeah, dancing, yeah. you know? And it's funny, like, and I, I was blaring out time of my life at the farmer's market last week and somebody else chimed in and we had our masks on and it was so nice. So it's like, I think it's important to use your words now totally. more than ever. Like make, like people need human interaction. They do, now more than ever, yes. especially with the masks, because yes. you, you do feel 
claustrophobic. You feel stifled. As a person who likes to talk, when I'm telling a story and I'm wearing my mask, you know, you suck in the mask. You can't even talk with it. <laughs> and like, it's honestly crippling for people with personalities like us. Like it's- You, you put, are holding us down. You are, yes. It, it literally pains me to not smile at I people. Know. It, <laughs> it hurts me. If it hurts you to make eye contact with people, that's how I feel not being able to smile. That's a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it literally sucks the life out of Yes. Me. Yes. Like if I can't say hi to you, <gasps> a little part of me is broken that day. hundred. That's so true. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, I still need to do that with my mask on. Yeah. So it's taken a little bit to get more comfortable and, you know, but like, just get there, you know, make that contact. You'll make somebody's day. And like my water flew from underneath my basket at Walmart and I picked it up and this older woman was walking by and I was like, I'm just throwing things around here. And she just started laughing. Appreciated the humor. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You gotta, you gotta have a good time. I love that when my kids have an event or they're doing something like with the camps. It's the pickup and the drop off. Yeah. I don't need to leave my car. And I hope to God this stays even past COVID. So there's like a lot more customer service happening. All the times that we've gone out to dinner, I think our servers are so attentive. Stu said that a few nights ago. He goes, we've never actually experienced such great customer service and like undivided attention. People are working less and they were out of work for, they were furloughed for however. Agreed. But yes. I definitely feel like the undivided attention, I'm not mad about it. No, no. And it's funny because I've since moved on to Fit Factory where working out you need to try f45 too there was that other place you tried this week that i want to go to oh that three volt hard. to marcus wears gym yeah oh, okay. your first class is free oh okay good yeah i'll go check it out and um but what's awesome is the instructors bring all the mats and weights to our stations for us before class even starts and we have to leave it there because they spray them down and let it the sanitization sit for four minutes so there's like and i love you can't clamp gladiator people i can't work out outside but i'm like in the and i can't drag my weights from my car to where i'm gonna work out because that would be like a lot of effort that's a lot of time <laughs> yeah. yeah and so the fact that now i can just walk into my station at fit factory and everything's there for me it's and i true. don't have to put it up i'm it's like true this should have been here all along a hundred percent. I love yeah, not touching do. my weights. I love all the sanitation. You love not touching people. This is amazing. Like I was saying this for years. The Orange Theory no trainers, high five. no high freaking fives ever. Don't ever ask me to high five anybody, especially after a sweaty ass workout. I know. No. This, yeah. See, this, this all happened for you. The, the COVID <laughs> happened for me. Yes. But yeah, all of the new guidelines with the cleanliness, I love it. I do too. It's pretty good. It is pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. So we totally went off topic, but I, you asked me a question Circling back around. Yeah. Yeah. What did I ask you? You asked me what advice I would give to a woman going back to work or wanting to work or working. Yes. And, um, and this advice I got recently, I think at one of my son's, um, school meetings actually. And it was, um, put your oxygen mask on first, just like everything, like on a plane, you know, you have to put on your oxygen mask before you can help anybody out. Mm -hmm. And that is the same true for any mom out there. I would not make my coffee till the dogs are fed until I had, you know, Cole's lunch made and everything. And it's like, no, I'm making my coffee first. Exactly. And women get so caught up in providing for everybody else in the house and making sure everybody else is okay that we often put ourselves last. And I think when you start putting your own oxygen mask on first, everybody else 
will have a better chance of survival that day. You know, like it's it's one of those things that like women aren't supposed to be proud that they make six figures. I think that's like so harsh because we're already going through so much guilt because we're not the PTA moms. We're not there every minute for our yeah. kid, you know, like we're not throwing immaculate birthday parties, like, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's like it, t- it took me a while to come around and say, you know what, I, I should be very proud of this. Like I'm a very successful corporate person and I'm setting a really good example for my son about work ethic. Yeah. And, and I feel bad for the girl he dates. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. You are. No, but you've really set the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, too, in your field and like as someone who makes more money and is responsible for all their bills. This is obviously not a topic. It's not like something you bring up. Yeah. That's what I love about LP is like you just open up to her. LP on the scene. <laughs> exactly. LP on the scene. Yeah. No, but that, it is true. I literally did not know that you made the money until right. you called me that day and you're like, let's do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, tell me more. I know. Yeah. Like it's it's something that you don't talk about. Like you I don't. cannot talk about it. And, you know, honestly, when, when LP was making our announcements about this podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, my personal business is out there. And I'm like, but this is good. This yeah. is Yes. You know, but it is a little like, oh, wow, I'm kind of embarrassed. And I should don't be, be embarrassed. I should be proud. A hundred percent. So and it's and it's not anything. My husband is amazing. He's a contributor. He does so much for our family. He's definitely the like term, like the exterminator of all things that crawl, which I will pay millions for. Like, that yeah. is not really- I will keep working <laughs> for you to get rid of the bugs. Exactly. Yes. You know, um, I mean, he is amazing. And the fact that he is securing himself enough you know it, I don't bring it up often with him right I often wonder like do men bring that up to their wives like because I don't know what yeah. that side is like you know Stu's never but we've never had that discussion Heath and Stu are very similar in that when I you know got pregnant with Zach and stuff we did have the conversation but Stu never once said I want you to go back to work he said you do what you want to do and I'll support you oh. if you want to go back to work awesome yeah if you want to stay home that's cool too but everybody keep in mind we waited a long time to have kids so So we had lots of time to save and make good financial choices. I think bottom line, you have to be with someone who's understanding and gets it and will rally for you and support you in whatever decision you decide. And with your situation, Caitlin, I think it's awesome that you have zero resentment towards your husband. Yes. Because there's a lot of women that could be like, here I go again. Right. And you're full of resentment while making that big paycheck. Exactly. And also my husband's very supportive of when I feel like I need to change an employer. You know, he's always like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's like so awesome. And I love when he says that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but you don't understand. There's all these things I worry about, you know, every yeah. year doing the benefits. Yeah. Like, it's not in his realm to, you know, know about the health care insurance and what our high deductible plans are. And, you know, it's just not in him. And that's OK, because I pick that up. I always wonder, like, would he be able to pick the health insurance plan that's best for us? Like, right. I mean, I have his spreadsheets on spreadsheets. Of, like, right, right, right. right. Exactly. You know, and it's like it's it's a lot on a woman's shoulders because we are also expected to cook and clean. And, and I do some of that, not all of it and it's not really well but I do I try Um, but we ate out a lot pre-COVID all the time you know and I was like this is our lifestyle. This fits our lifestyle. I cannot cook. Like I can't, you same, know, it, same. like some Sunday nights I would cook yep. and that was it. But I was like, this is not who we are. Right. And that's okay. And then there will be a time when our lifestyle changes and we can cook at home and all those good things. So it's really like embracing who you are and being happy with it. But you're a hundred percent correct. It, this would not be successful if it wasn't for like my awesome husband, yeah. like my partner in crime, you know, yeah. like he is comfortable in his skin. There's no resentment towards each other at all. That's so you know? awesome. And um, yeah, and it's really important. So like, I think that, um, and we are by no means perfect. We are just completely opposite. <laughs> so, that sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly. So it's really, it, it works, but 
you know, he is always, he listens to my complaining about corporate America and he's yeah. like, I would never last there, you know? Right. You, You're cut out for it though. You have to be politically correct. You do. In a oh, I, I would know. never last. Girl. <laughs> Should I get fired on day one? Yeah, you. Well, I'm owning it. I would 1,000% not. Oh, take my gosh. Take this spreadsheet and do this with it, Lisa. I'll take it, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll do something with it, all right? Okay, well, before we wrap this up, Caitlin, is there anything else that we're missing here? Yes, Seven Virtues. It's an awesome, oh. it's about a philosopher, woman, like empowering other women. That was probably a lot of pivotal point for me too, was like to embrace your path okay. and stuff. So Seven, seven virtues. virtues, okay. I'm actually wearing her perfume oh, right oh, now. I love it. And she goes to different countries and gets them to harvest things to make new perfume and brings peace instead of war into poverty stricken countries it's amazing i'll send you the link we'll have the link for the show notes caitlin great job <laughs> this is your first podcast and you killed I know. it oh my God. thanks for coming and if you're listening and there's somebody in your life who's ready to make a career change and they're not sure how to embrace it share this podcast on lp scene lp on the scene with caitlin <laughs> Thank you so much for being patient. I realize this episode went up super late today, but it's up, right? If you have been enjoying these episodes in my podcast, I would love it. I would just love it if you could give me a five-star review because it really does help grow my audience. It grows my podcast and your reviews do significantly help. I mean, I think I've placed the lowest number 18 on or in the fashion beauty category on the iTunes podcast charts. And that's a testament to you because you share, you rate, review, and you like this podcast. So it helps me tremendously, and I appreciate it. I will talk to you on Friday. Have a great week, and thank you again for listening to the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast.